Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Jungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, gentlemen, you're back on the Great Up Podcast. This is actually a reboot of last week's Saturday Morning Coffee. Um, the original came out, and there were only like 10 people that downloaded it. But if you're one of those 10 people uh, who downloaded it and listened to it, and now it's changed and it's different, well, it's the same uh, story, same basic outline. Uh, but somebody emailed me and suggested a few changes I could make and make it a better episode, and I agree with them. <laughs> I think they're absolutely right. Uh, so we're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, I'm going to do basically the same thing. I'll just change my approach a little bit, uh, make it a little more conducive to the ministry and to the message that I'm hoping to get across, and hopefully a better message for you. Uh, and thank you um, for giving me that feedback. I appreciate it. Um, there's always room to grow as a man of God. But before we get into that, uh, before we get into that part of the podcast today, you gotta got to put in the plug, man. You, if you want, like this podcast, uh, whether it's this episode or it's just the podcast in general, you have to get on and give this thing a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. Click that like button. Uh, give us five stars. Uh, leave some comments down there. There's only one comment on there right now, and it's a, it's a flattering one. I appreciate it. Uh, but we need some more five-star ratings on there. So get, some, get on there. It takes you what, like eight tenths of a second to give me a five-star rating guys come on give it a five-star rating um and uh itunes will boost us more and we'll get all kinds of good stuff happening because of it um also you gotta make sure you find us on social media i frankly am dialing back a little bit on social media personally um because i just i can't handle it i don't have the self-control uh, i end up sitting there on my phone all day long and not doing anything productive and and there's also a lot of temptation there, too. If you don't know, I actually have completely nixed my Snapchat. I, I don't even use Snapchat anymore. I'm not on it at all. Um, I never, ever put Facebook on my phone because those videos just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Um, but I actually often will delete um, Instagram off of my phone during the week. So if you see anything that goes up during the week, I'm actually putting it up on my computer. I had to look up how to do it because I just it's not worth it for me to have uh, Instagram on my phone during the week. But anyway, um, get on there, guys. Uh, make sure you're following us. I will always put updates as to what's going on. Um, I always put up some cover art for new uh, episodes and things like that. And uh, this one is no different. If you look on Instagram or Facebook, um, this particular episode, it's a picture of a bride uh, with the title, Brides for the Benjamites. Or no, not, uh, what, is it? what is the title? No Brothers for the Brides. Um, and it's on you. You'll find it. Anyway, let's get into the uh, story today. I, I, I want to start by talking about one of my favorite movies as a kid. It's actually a musical uh, that's not as well known as it used to be, I'm sure. Um, and uh, it's probably not as acceptable, socially acceptable as it once was. But uh, it's a good one. It's, it's one of my favorites. Uh, but when I was a kid, they used to do mar- movie marathons uh, on, I don't remember what station it was. It was AMC or TV Land or or turn a classic movie or something like that. And they would do uh they would do 
movie marathons. And so sometimes if we had a day off of school or if it was in the summer and it wasn't good weather outside or whatever, my dad would find a movie marathon to watch for us to watch and we'd just sit down and watch movies all day and it was awesome. We loved it. And so I got to see all the Rocky movies as a kid because they were always on there and they did, uh, you know, like Happy Days marathons and different classic TV shows and all that kind of stuff. But every once in a while they would do musicals and you'd just sit and watch musicals all day long. And uh, one of the ones that has always just cracked me up and always put a smile on my face is one called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. And if you're familiar with the story, um, it's a goofy one. It's definitely not one that would be written nowadays, but that's what makes it so fun and so classic. Um, if you're not familiar with the story, there's these seven brothers who live up in the mountains. They're mountain men, and the people of the town don't approve of them. I don't remember why they don't like these guys, but they don't like them. Uh, and so... <laughs> They won't let their daughters marry these guys, and they all have love interests in town. And so, since their fathers won't let the since the fathers of the women in town won't let their daughters marry these gentlemen, uh, instead of going through proper channels and arranging a marriage and all that kind of stuff like you would do in the old west, they just kidnap them. And as you can imagine, or as you remember, if you've seen it, the rest of the movie outlines the story of these young men having to earn the right to court and and to eventually fall in love with these young women. And, and they, these girls were not happy about being kidnapped, um, and rightfully so. And so these men really did have to prove that, that they're good men uh, who are kind and are going to treat them with love and respect in order to earn these women's uh, respect and in order to earn the right to marry them. And it's a really cool story of redemption on several different fronts. Um, and it's also just funny and, and it's a fun movie. And it reminds me a little bit of one of the stories of the Old Testament, especially uh, the the last story that you'll find in the book of Numbers, which is not a funny, happy story. It actually takes place in a time of just great chaos, uh, spiritual chaos, physical chaos. Everything about it was, was miserable for the Israelites because they had turned their backs on God and chosen not to live um, in the light of the gospel. And so um, this is before there were kings in Israel and before there was order in the land and the Israelites are living in sin. And the Benjamites did something absolutely terrible. If you want all the details, go look it up, go read it. And it's the last, it's the last couple chapters of the book of Numbers. Um, but the Israelite, the Benjamites committed a great and grievous sin. And because of it, and rightfully so, the Tribes of Israel are forced to completely to go to war against them and completely destroy the tribe of Benjamin. And they fight um, and they kill all the women, they kill all the children, they kill all the animals, they destroy the towns, and they keep chasing them and keep killing them until only 600 Benjamite men are left. And the Israelites look at each other, and this is paraphrasing obviously, but the, the Israelites look at each other and they say, first of all, it's so sad that we've now lost the tribe of Israel. We are no longer whole. Um, and second, these men that are hiding, these 600 men who are left from the tribe of Benjamin, are great fighters. They, they've shown great character. They've shown, shown great perseverance. They've shown they're good men. Uh, we're going to spare them. And so they spared them. However, these young men who are out fighting, they don't have any you know, cousins and sisters. And, and the, all the women from their tribe have been killed. All the children from their tribe have been killed. And so you have uh, all these young men who don't have anyone to marry in their own tribe. And, and the rest of the Israelites had made an oath saying, if we give our daughters to the Benjamites to marry, let us be cursed. And so the Israelites don't want to be cursed and they don't want to give their, their, their daughters to the Benjamites to marry. And the Benjamites don't are, they, it looks like they've come back to God because they don't want to marry. Uh, they are not willing to marry Canaanite women. They will not marry anyone except for a Hebrew woman, which, which tells us they're looking for women of God as well. 
And so at first, there's 600 men left over. The first thing the Israelites do is they, they take 400 unmarried women who are condemned to die because of the sins of their families, and they say, here, you can go be the wives of the Benjamites, and that way um, we're not giving our daughters in marriage to the Benjamites and breaking our oath, and you, the Benjamites then can reproduce and, and uh, make families and rebuild the tribe that has been destroyed. But there were still 200 men that didn't have wives. And so similar to the way the men in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers had to go about it, they end up kidnapping and taking wives for themselves uh, from I think the city of Shiloh, and under the direction of the uh, Israelite leaders who said, well, if they kidnap these girls, then if they kidnap the daughters without the permission of their fathers, then they, then they can be married, they can increase in number, they can, they can have children, and we won't be cursed because we did not willingly give them our daughters. And so the 12th and the missing tribe of Israel is restored. And this is by no means a happy story. This is not, not a funny story, although there are certainly moments in it that, that, that kind of make you smile. But um, how sad, how sad that they were men who wanted to marry godly women and they couldn't. They wanted to restore their families. They wanted to continue the family line and they couldn't because they couldn't find a God-fearing woman to marry. Now, I'm not suggesting that we take the same action as the Israelites. <laughs> I'm saying just the opposite. I'm saying, unfortunately, in the day and age in which we live, there are a lot of women out there looking for men to marry, young women looking for strong, young Christian men, looking for strong, young men of God, and they can't find them. They can't find them. And I'll admit, even personally, several times I've been in a position where I could have you know, gotten serious with a young lady. I'm 26 years old and I'm single. And there's been situations where I could have gotten serious with a young lady and said, yeah, I want, I want to take this next step with you. I think we should uh, at least, you know, start considering marriage. And I, and I blew it. I wasn't man enough. I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't the man that I should have been. And because of it, I'm still sitting here single. I dropped the ball too, and that's part of the reason this podcast exists is because I don't want to drop the ball anymore. And the next time I have that opportunity, I want to be a darn good husband for the woman that I eventually marry. And I think that the Lord is doing some pretty incredible work in my life uh, to make that happen. And and I remain confident that in the Lord's time, he will provide that to me. Um, But I was talking with uh, a a man who's been on this podcast before, actually. He's he's Vicar Chester Reineman. He's in his third year at the seminary and the th- third year at the Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary, they actually send you out and you do your professional semester for lack of a better term. They call them vicars. And so he's right now down serving a congregation in Georgia. And in Georgia, there are not a lot of Lutheran churches. And there are a lot of churches that have some mixed up theology. And there are also, frankly, a lot of people in this part of Georgia that are just unchurched. They just don't take um, church seriously. They don't take their faith seriously. They don't take the spiritual lives seriously. And this presents a big-time problem for the young people of the congregation. Um, and the, the youth group down there is about, I think I have about 15 people in it, and most of them are young women. And so one day they were talking about finding godly spouses and dating and all that kind of stuff. And the young ladies are looking at their vicar saying, we don't have men to marry. We're worried that we're not going to be able to find godly men to marry. We're worried that, that when the time comes for us to get married, we're not going to be able to find someone with whom we can be equally yoked. We're not going to be able to find men of God, like we see in Scripture, that we can marry. 
And that's terrifying. I understand why they're why they're upset and why they're frustrated. And it's a, it's an epidemic. It's something that's happened all over our nation, all over our world, especially in this modern age. We have a whole lot of boys and not a whole lot of men. We've got a lot of men that aren't living out their calling as men of God. We've got a lot of men that aren't worried about growing as men of God. We've got a lot of guys who aren't willing to step into their roles as Christian men and live out what it means to be a man of God. Now, I, I can't personally go down there and help find these young ladies' husbands. I, I My ministry is up here and not down there. Um, I don't have <laughs> younger brothers or something to send down there. Um, but I, I would like to help them out. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to make t-shirts. Or I, or I did make t-shirts, and we sent them down there. And they say, gird up, boys, on them, on the front. And then they say, um, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And they're supposed to wear these shirts. And what, what, I'm, what I'm telling them is they need to wear these shirts, they're going to put these shirts on, and they're going to wear them out in public. And when people ask them what the shirt means, when people ask them why they're wearing these shirts, I want them to explain their situation. And two, two good things can come of that. The first thing that can come of that, actually there's three good things. The first thing that can come of it is that these young women get to share their testimony. They get to share their faith. They get to share their concern with people around the people in the community and hopefully cause an awakening. The second good thing that can come of it is these young ladies are going to attract the young men in their communities and in their lives who are men of God. They're going to recognize that. They're going to see it, and they're going to be uh, there's, there's a magnetism about somebody who's that bold about the gospel. They're going to draw them in, and they're going to start finding those young men that they're looking for. The third possible option, the third possible outcome here that we would hope for is that they find some young men. My, my dad likes to talk about evangelism by relationship, right? Um, sometimes you can't find, sometimes you won't find, or sometimes the person you fall for just isn't um, a man or woman of God when you meet them. And, but it's entirely possible that the Lord is putting them in your life for you to witness to them. And sometimes the best way to bring the gospel to somebody is to date them. I'm not suggesting that you date people just for that purpose, but, but it is true. It, it happens quite, quite often where someone either isn't taking their spiritual life seriously or someone doesn't know the Lord the way they should, and because of a relationship that they have with somebody else, they are draw closer to their Heavenly Father. And hopefully hopefully we can see those three things happening. Now, what you can do in your daily life is encourage the young men around you, and if you're a young man yourself, actively pursue Christian manhood. Actively pursue manliness. Do manly things. And when you take a girl on a date, start out with a prayer. Those are two separate things, by the way. Go do manly stuff. Like, go get in a weight room. Go, you know, I, I, what, do stuff that men do, guys. Go be men. And when it comes time to date, make sure that you are exemplifying what a Christian man looks like. If you're one of these old married guys that's listening, make sure that you are living it out as men, setting a good example for the young men around us of what marriage ought to look like, what a man of God ought to look like in his own family and in his own home. There is nothing more important. There's no greater legacy than we can leave than to build up a generation of Christian men behind us that we leave behind who are equipped and prepared to serve their Heavenly Father both in and outside their homes. It's a shame that we have young women who are looking for godly husbands and can't find them, but it's not something that can't be remedied. And we can remedy for our, our, the next generation as well. Will our daughters have this problem? I hope not. 
I hope that when my own daughters are grown and they're looking for husbands, I hope that they can find them. I hope that they can find them because of the work that I've been doing, and I hope that I can bring a message of peace and grace and strength and masculinity to a new generation of boys. And I pray that the Lord blesses our work and raises up a generation of boys who are ready to marry my own daughter someday. With that, gentlemen, be manly, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at The Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U-N-G-E-M-A-C-H, at gmail.com. Please leave a five-star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four- and five-star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Palmeyer for our podcast art. And thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one.